1: She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on Kipanak's. I hope everyone is doing well, and I'm looking forward to today's episode. Uh, we will be discussing what is karma, and also talking more about quantum biofeedback. And my special guests for today include Desiree Dubonnet. Uh She is the inventor of uh, quantum biofeedback, and her inventions include the Skio and Adductor, and also Rita Fargo and Gage Terrant. And I've actually had all of these guests on my show in the past. And I just wanted to mention here that I was recently interviewed on K Talks in Needles, California. Uh, 13.40 a.m. and also on 104.1 FM. This was on August 28th. I was interviewed by my friend and radio show host, Michael Hagwood, and we talked about health and wellness. And also, if you'd like to be a sponsor of my show... You can send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. So if you're a sponsor, you'll get a lot of exposure. Your business will get so much exposure. And my show has been on the network now for, I'd say, over two years. And my show has been consistently growing every single month. My show is opposite of mainstream health and wellness programs. You will get the truth on my show, and my show is all about a natural approach to getting healthy. And then also I just want to mention um, I have two websites, uh, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer hair analysis. It's a natural approach to getting healthy. Uh, I've been in business for about uh, 10 years, and I also now I'm offering a quantum biofeedback. I will be very soon offering brainwave entrainment and also nest Health. So let me go over Desi, Desiree Dubonnet's bio first. Desiree Dubonnet, uh born as William Nelson is an American alternative medicine practitioner currently living in Budapest. Dubonnet invented quantum medicine, discovered the subspace and the tri-vector fields. A professor of medicine, Desiree Dubonnet, is a very versatile inventor, singer, movie maker, and is the most prolific author and editor in natural medicine, having worked on hundreds of medical journals, thousands of articles, over 100 full-length movies, and owner of patents, hundreds of copyrights, uh, trademarks, including Adductor, and more. And Desiree lives in Budapest with her family. She has uh, four children. She, in Pakistan, has been called the father of new homeopathy and also I just wanted to mention she is a mathematical genius very brilliant and she was working for the AC Electronics Division of General Motors in 1970 and Desiree assisted the Apollo 13 astronauts so she actually saved the astronauts and we talked about that on my show previously And also I just wanted to mention uh, Desiree decided to be a pastor like his good friend and teacher, Rev Sinner and was told one day God would call him to service. When God spoke to Desiree God said, I don't want you here I want you to rewrite molecular biology. Not wishing to disobey, Desiree embarked on the path to learn all about molecular biology. Ten years later in 1982 Desiree finished her Promorpheus, which was sent to the Library of Congress, and 20 years later, this Promorpheus was still the most technical and mathematical treat- treatise on the Quantic Life process existing, and for this effort, Dr. Dumay has been nominated for the Nobel Prize every year since And she has a very long bio. Um, The one that I have here is probably close to 16 pages. So at the very end of the show, I'll have Desiree um, provide information of how, like where you can go to learn more about her. And um, um, just wanted to mention, I mean, when it comes to alternative medicine, when it comes to holistic health, she's one of the top gurus in the world. And then I also want to introduce Rita. Farrago was introduced to, introduced to Biofeedback in 2012 when she became the inventor's Desiree Dubonet's partner in life. She had a stress-related stomach ulcer which became precancerous and Desi intervened with the adductor and a complete lifestyle change which included stopping smoking, eating healthier foods and stress management. She then completed the immune diploma and mentoring education, and natural healing became her life and profession. Her educational background is in economy, marketing, and business, and she also completed a personal trainer program in Budapest. She speaks English, German, Hungarian fluently, and her future plan is to learn Spanish to expand this beautiful technology all around the world and share how much Desiree Dubonnet contributes to this planet every day. In her free time, she enjoys sports, yoga, meditation, animals, and travel. And she also uses the Adductor Sports Program to support her endeavors in competitive bodybuilding competitions. She advocates for all natural approaches to health and sports and is an expert on choosing signatures for the programs related to peak performance. It is an honor to have Desiree and Rita back on my show again.
3: Cool. <laughs> how, are you,
2: how, how are you guys doing?
3: Oh, fine.
4: <laughs>
2: okay. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm happy to have both of you on again. Last time I really enjoyed the interview with both, both of you.
4: We enjoyed it as well, highly.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, so, I, I want to start off first because I have some questions uh, planned out here. I, I really wanted to make this episode all about uh, karma. I did a previous episode on karma uh, before with another guest. But before we get into karma and talk about what is karma and how it can be balanced out, I want to talk about var hope. And uh, as part of your uh, quantum biofeedback, uh, which includes, of course, voltage, amperage, and other measurements, would you be able to talk about this?
3: Sure. Uh, Basically, when we're going to look at the body electric, just like if we looked at any other electrical item, if you brought me a computer or whatever it was that operates electrically, we would first want to know what is the voltage. Is it a 6 volt, 12 volt, 120, 220? What's the voltage, operative voltage? What's the amperage? What's the power behind that? Is the battery loaded? Uh, Is it weak? In other words, the amperage is going to tell us about the amount of of push. The voltage is going to tell us about that power rating. Then we also want to know about resistance, what type of resistance there is uh, flowing through it. Then we want to know basically... Uh, When we're talking about biology, we want to know a hydration index. What is the hydration? That's with the H bar hope, then followed by oxidation. We want to know what the oxidation profile, the oxidative stress, etc. How well does oxygen work in your system? Then the the P is for the uh, proton pressure, which actually means the acid alkaline or pH. Because the acid-alkaline measure of the body is actually an electrical measure. It's a a contrast between the amount of positive versus the amount of negative charges in the body. If it's perfectly balanced, you get a pH of 7. The human body should work out a little bit on the alkaline side of 7.4. So uh, if we're going to start measuring the body electric, we need to do more than just resistance. So I determined that we need to be able to measure the body voltage, amperage, resistance, hydration, oxidation, and proton pressure, and I use the acronym VIRO.
2: Yes, and I, I'm just—I've uh, told you this before, uh, Desiree, but I'm like a huge fan of your technology, uh, and I basically have uh, the SKIO right now. My goal is eventually to get up to an uh the adductor and. What I like about your technology so much is it's so accurate. It's always yeah, that, consistent.
3: Yeah, we, we I spend an awful lot of time trying to perfect the system. Uh, we do a lot of double-blind testing. We do uh, we have literally hundreds of articles because we we're very big on trying to statistically measure what we do, not just to make something and sell it, but basically to test and perfect and to try to find the best way that we can be able to increase your ability to help patients in the field.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I I truly believe in my heart that all physicians, including naturopathic physicians, should have this technology in their clinics because it reveals so much about health. Uh, So let's say that a, a, a person goes into a doctor's office or receives lab tests. That's great, but I just feel like this technology needs to be in a clinic because it reveals so much more about a person's health. Very,
0: very,
3: very in in invasively without hurting because Hippocrates said first don't hurt. So we wanted to try to be able to develop a system that would analyze the body and be able to tell us as many things we can uh, with a degree of probability that we could you know you can't expect 100% accuracy in anything but we want to have something that gives us insight and then directs us to dig deeper so that we could help the patient but we don't want to do harsh testing we don't want to have to do biopsies or exploratory surgery or those type of things we want to try to do it electrically because there is indeed a body electric
2: yes absolutely and so Yeah, I think that that would be a good question to ask you here. What is the body electric, especially for some of my listeners that may not know?
3: Well, it's kind of obvious. Uh, (laughs) Our body, uh, we're taught in fifth grade. Our bodies are made of atoms. In fifth grade. What are atoms made of? Well, atoms are made of um, protons and neutrons in the middle and electrons on the outside. And then we're taught that the electrons don't touch, you see, because uh, electrons, when they get close, they repel. You remember you took the magnets and the negative side, the two negative sides repel, you know. Well, that's what electrons do. So one atom does not touch another atom. You can't touch the chair that you're sitting in. Because the electrostatic forces of these electrons will prevent them from actually touching it just It's an illusion. Now, if we take in the human body these electrons, because that's what we're made of, of electrons and protons that are, that are put together into atoms, atoms that don't touch each other. And now, how many electrons are there in the human body? Well, if we take the number of grains of sand on the planet Earth and to count that, which people have estimated to be about 10 to the 18 zeros, 19 zeros, and then times that by all the stars in the visible sky, all the stars that we can see in the sky, we come up with about 10 to the 27th, 27 zeros, and there are about 10 to the 28th power electrons in one human body, so of course we're an electrical function. Of course we're made of electrical substance. And why does it, why is an atom held in its place when it doesn't touch anything? Because there are energetic forces holding the atoms, holding the molecules together. Now, this is what we are. We are a body electric. And our bodies are in a quantic state trying to establish harmony and trying to live. Uh, because we are disobeying the laws of thermodynamics the law of thermodynamics the heat must pass from a, from a hot body to a cold body and then the, the hot body will get colder as the cold body gets warmer but the human body doesn't, doesn't go to the uh, room temperature the human body resists it disobeys that law of thermodynamics as long as you're alive if you die then you lose your battle to thermodynamics. You lose your battle to the room temperature as your body now goes to room temperature. The fight against room temperature, the fight to stay alive cannot be understood through the Newtonian laws of thermodynamics. The body can only be understood through quantic laws of energy exchange and energy factors. And how do photons and electrons and protons, how all these things interact? And now we've just taken the chemical companies and basically told them they don't fit. They're doing their test in, in vitro in the test tube, and they don't know what's really going on. They're making synthetics.
2: Yes, that- and, 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 and that's… A- and, and- And Desi, I apologize, I have to interrupt, but we're going to a short break, and when we come back, I'd actually like to talk about synthetic medications and your pro
3: When we get back
2: from break, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, and also on KFNX, and today's episode is all about karma and quantum biofeedback. My special guest are Desiree, Rita, and later on, I will be interviewing Gage Tarrant. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon.
0: Real Life Solutions.
1: Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness.
2: A fresh look
0: at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're
1: listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now. Back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated.
2: Hello, we are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on Camp X. And today's episode is all about karma and quantum biofeedback. And my special guest, uh, Desiree Dubonnet. I have Rita here as well. And later on, we'll be interviewing Gage Tarrant. And so, uh, Desiree, before we get into karma, and I'd like to also um, interview uh, Rita as well, uh, I would like you to talk about your Promorpheus and what did you prove?
3: Uh, basically, the Promorpheus was one of the first books uh, on the quantum biology. And basically, we just proved the fact that uh, the, the laws of thermodynamics, as I said, do not fit a living system the laws of thermodynamics can only describe a dead system the table the test tube etc and in order to study and understand the a biological living entity we would have to use quantum physics in order to understand and because many of the processes like the synaptic cleft are so small that they are not understandable in thermodynamics. They fall into the quantic realm. So we, we start to understand that we have to broaden our ideas into quantum physics to understand biological process. When we do this, we're going to find that there's a life energy, which is called a resistance. It's basically negentropy. Entropy means that things are, are uh, basically uh, progressing to um, uh, chaos, entropy, okay? Uh, that all the temperature is going to start to equate, okay? This uh, uh, Brownian motion type idea. But the human body doesn't do this. You see, the human body really has an organization principle, a neg entropy. And part of what we eat, need to eat food for is we need to eat food from living sources. Uh, and the the, better, the more living, the better, because that food will have a one of its nutrients is this negative entropy. If somebody is going to try to live completely on synthetic chemicals, they will die. It will not give them the nutrition. Even if you have all the vitamins and all the nutrients and all the proteins and all this, it, it's, it's not enough because there is also one of the nutrients is negative entropy, which is a living factor. And that's what we proved in the uh, promorpheus.
2: That's of course, all, yes. of,
3: it, all of this disproves synthetic pharmacology, so <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really like that.
2: Right, so I'm sure that there are, um, you know, some people that just don't like you but I'm sure you have a lot of fans as well especially those in alternative medicine
3: well the chemical companies don't like
2: right ones. right yeah <laughs> okay so let's talk about karma and
3: um, well I just wanted to, 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 in a brief way we have to talk about consciousness okay we got to talk okay now, let's yes. expand our minds let me let me give you a little bit of an, uh, a mind expansion exercise. Uh, we talk about numbers, and we talk about how uh, is that numbers are reflected in all of our entire lives. And we see this with numbers. Now, the child—if I told you any number, a, ch- uh, a child could say we could—he could think of adding one to that number and making it bigger. So we talked about ten to the eighteenth the uh, or ten to the twenty-eight electrons in one human body. Okay. And if we said that number, the child would be able to say, well, how about 10 to the 29th? That would be an increase times 10, you see. Now, uh, for a long time, scientists thought that there was an end to the, to the universe. We were like in a bubble. And that some of them still do uh, because in, in the world, we have people who are what I call limit thinkers, impose limits around them. And then there are other people who can see past the limits, now, Stephen Hawkins, uh, towards the end of his work, he started to realize that the, there is no boundary to the universe, that it's infinite. That he started to look at the word infinite and started to see this infinity. Now, I'm here to tell you that there's also infinitesimal, meaning that the electron is made of things. We used to think that the atom was a base particle. It's not true. If the atom is made of electrons and protons, etc. We used to think of the electron as a base particle. Now, that's not true. Now we know the electrons are made of things. And the limit mind always seems to Im- try to impose limits. The caveman came out of the cave, and he thought that all that he could see was all that there was. He climbed up on a hill, and he saw more, and he said, Oh, my God, I, you know, so... But all, there's a, the limit mind will think, all that I perceive is all that there is. Now, science are going to try to find ways with telescopes and all different other things to expand their ability to see things and microscopes to be able to look uh, small. And the limit mind will always say, what I see is all that there is. The little child will say, you could always think of a number smaller. You can always half that. I'm here to tell you that the universe is infinity to the power of infinity, meaning that it's infinite in its size and infinitesimal. So, uh, inside every electron, there are items in there, and there are universes in every electron. And if we went into that universe and found. Electrons or whatever particles would be in that universe. There would be universes in them. It's infinite in every direction we look. Everywhere we are, every human being, anywhere, the center of their universe is where they are. This is a—it's a, complicated a, a proof, but basically, we know that if wherever you are, you are the center of your universe. Now I've expanded your mind to the maximum. I've given you a glimpse of infinity to the power of infinity. And as you start to develop that, you can now see that whatever limits you have in your life, there's something beyond those limits. No limit is overimposing. There's no such thing as a base particle. And now what I've just done is I've rewrote science. Because all of our science now, they're looking for the Higgs boson and all this stuff. No, that's just another limit of perception. What are we? We are consciousness. And I have a consciousness. And I'm bothered by my little day-to-day distractions of the rent and the relationships and the hootie and the whatie and, and all these little things that are bothering me. But here, uh, on my finger, there's, there's a bacteria. Okay. This bacteria is in the same place that I am on me but that bacteria has no idea of the consciousness that I that I have that bacteria is in its own place of trying to survive wondering what to eat what to not eat is it and on top of that bacteria is a virus and that virus has no idea what what's going on with the bacteria Every organism and everything every electron every part of this universe has a consciousness and that consciousness is evaluating the outside now it is wrong to think that you create your reality that's wrong the reality around you has a reality what you don't create it but so it's not a law of attraction or a law of of creation, there's a law of interpretation. You do not create the reality around you, but every conscious being interprets around them. And most of us now get to karma. So now for most of us, we have to recognize that in order for us to survive, there are certain things we can eat, there are certain things we uh, don't eat, there are, there actually are breatharians, who don't eat, but they have to have breath. There's still some limits, and there's, there's limits that can be overcome. Then there's some other limits that are pretty little bit on the more hard side. Okay, as Albert Einstein, you know, said that our reality, uh, if there are uh, different things in our reality that you know that aren't really real, but there's a real persistent. <laughs> Uh, a persistent uh, you know uh, perception of these things so now here we have ourselves and our consciousness and for most of us we recognize that as we deal with ourselves and as we deal with other people if we have a healthy shared uh, consciousness if we try to help the people around us they will help us back Most people have this feeling. It's inborn in us. There's a social uh, genetic force in us to propagate our species, to be able to have sex and make more human beings. And there's another instinct to honor our tribes, try to perpetuate our tribes. That's why people love. I love the Cleveland Browns because I'm from Cleveland and somebody loves the Los Angeles uh, Raiders Are they still the Raiders, by the way, (laughs) or the Miami Dolphins? And whatever, people love their tribes, love their countries, and they try to perpetuate that. And they have the instinct to try to help people around them. And as they help people around them, people will help them back. So this basic idea of this karma, doing good things for other people and getting them back, is part of our genetic coding. And it's part of our instinct to survive. But not everybody has that. There are certain people that don't have that instinct. There are certain what we call sociopaths, psychopaths, who don't have that instinct. They cannot separate wrong or right. They are are okay with hurting somebody. You've seen the person in the bar you're talking about you know japan or something is oh should have should have killed them all you know there are certain people and i like to think of the idea uh, that you go into a movie theater and you see the bad guy and the bad guys running away and the good guys chasing him with the gun and the bad guy picks up a little a baby and holds the baby as a shield 19 out of 20 people will say oh my god don't shoot the baby there's a human instinct not to hurt that child. But there's one person out of 20, that sociopath psychopath, who says, shoot the baby because we want to kill the bad guy. So we have to recognize it. In our society, there are bad people. And those people do bad karma. And what do we have to do when we find those people? We have to, our society must punish them. So we have this whole idea as we see this. And now what I'm telling you it doesn't just work in your one lifetime. Your consciousness does not end at the physical death of your body. It's multidimensional, continuing. Because we have in universe infinity to the power of infinity, there's lots of places for this consciousness to go. Yeah. <laughs> and when it goes other places and formulates... And sometimes a person will die and there might be 25 different p- mental parts of them that go different directions. We're all not one personality. They have a different personality when you go visit your mom, you know, and that brings out a different part of you. You go to work, there's a different part of you. There's, there's many different parts of us. But when we die, these different parts, if we're mentally together, we might hold our physical our physical and mental body together. And transport because most people just diffuse and go off and we have to recognize that karma this doing good and getting paid back does not just end at the death that a lot of the good or bad that we do in this lifetime in this perception of this consciousness we will get back in the next and if we do bad things we will have to pay for them because this is the base instinct of our consciousness, and our perception of the universe. How's that?
2: Okay, no, that was um, really good, and um, towards the end, because I'd like to um, interview uh, Rita here after the break, and then Gage, but then if we have time at the very end, I want to go back to the comment that you had about beliefs and reality, because there are some, let's say, experts out there that actually believe that our beliefs create our own reality. I want to talk to you about that at the very end if we have some time.
3: That's a very important conversation. Yes, it is. I'll let Rita Rita go on and you can come back to me with that.
2: Okay, that that would be, yeah, but I'm really enjoying this conversation. This is so good. So let's go to a quick break here and then I will interview Rita. So this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and wellness channel and also on KFNX. and today's episode is all about karma and quantum biofeedback my special guest desiree dubenet rita i will be interviewing after the break and then later on gage tarrant please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America
1: Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at Services.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to Harperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself.
2: Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel hope is in your corner
3: now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market
2: opinions
0: options answers voice america health and wellness
1: You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated.
2: Hey, we are back this is Kristen Harper radio show host my show is tips to keep you healthy happy and motivated on voice America's health and wellness channel and also on KFNX and uh, today's episode is all about karma and quantum biofeedback and now I would like to interview uh, Rita uh, Rita and um, do you have any comments on karma Yes. quantum biofeedback. Any thoughts?
4: Yes, I would like to say a couple of words. Uh, I think karma in simple words is getting what you give or reaping what you sow. There is uh, good and you know bad and uh, there is good and bad karma, but I think for you or anybody to really feel the effects of karma it has to know what is right from wrong and people have a different ways of thinking and values. What might be right may be wrong to someone else. This is This is why life is confusing the negative force in the world cause us to question our purpose and why we are here if God is so good why do bad things have to happen you can prevent bad karma by not associating with bad people or people who provoke you because their toxicity can cause you to take it out on someone else usually someone that they feel is weak or if you are a kind hearted person who doesn't have the heart to hurt someone can drive you crazy slowly but surely to the point you will lose it or think of uh, something bad if it gets too much. So what I'm trying to say that you really have to be aware and you ver- you really have to be able to sort out uh, good people, bad people from your life and you have to do some type of limitations whose energy and whose spirit uh, you involve around your close environment or in your workspace, around your family. And I believe that biofeedback is really a great technology and a great way of uh, uh, protecting yourself and your family from uh, karmic backlash, from psychic attack, from spiritual attacks and even from black magic, what I feel. Uh, My belief is that all the people who are working on the good side and trying to bring white light and help into the world are highly, highly... uh, highly can be a victim of black magic people, evil people or bad forces. So that's why biofeedback uh, can be a g- great protection for those who are highly active in this society and who are really deeply involved by healing and helping people. We have all kinds of programs on, also on quantum subspace prayer uh, options like karmic protection, um, um, spiritual uh, protection and also going back even to past lives and trying to clear out bad karma from you know other lives and many other lives before so this life the current life we are in could uh, maintain and go forward a little easier we also have that and now uh, we have more and more programs which are designed to clear out bad old karma or even try to keep our mind so conscious, so clear and so aware that we make the right decisions, meet the right people and only involve ourselves with the right energies. Uh, This is very important and I think the leading way to get to this type of path is uh, to be aware, try to be in the moment every day as much as possible. Start your day with meditation, clearing your mind, clearing your thoughts. and Grounding yourself.
2: Thank
4: you. That's very good. Grounding yourself and also uh, making a clear statement and making a clear um, map in your head where you had to head that day, what is your goal, what you have to reach, what you have to accomplish. And I believe if we sometimes take out our internal trash and clear our mind, like you have to clear your house. Then we can get to the path and get to the goal where we meant to be. That's a, that's my opinion, and I highly believe that biofeedback, uh, meditations, the right diet, uh, stress reduction, can can lead us all to this path. What I'm going to teach and educate people about is you cannot get there only by pushing buttons or taking couple of classes and you know reading a couple of uh, newsletters or watching a video or two. You really have to be <coughs> taking this serious and this has to be a lifestyle, this has to be a way of life and there is something to do about it every day. Every day a little meditation, every day some mental training, every day some physical activity so you keep your mind and your body in the zone, focused within all this and and you have to keep it it, it is hard because I think that bad And good things happen all the time. But the most important thing, what also Buddha and the Enlightenment process teaches us, how we react on certain situations, on words, on emotions. Of course, there are excess uh, situations which are very hard to process, for example, within our family or within our close environment. But my personal experience is that... uh, It majorly determines the outcome and also our lives, how we react on these everyday little things like stress, arguments, how we resolve problems, what are our choices if we choose between A or B, how will that choice or decision affect our life, affect the weekend, how will that weekend affect our next month. And life and the quality and the way of life will be added together of these little daily aware small actions and decisions and of course the reactions. So I believe that karma, enlightenment, awareness, biofeedback, the machine and everything here as Desiree said is infinite and all connected and it is all working together if we really learn and train our mind to to actually grow up all to this and we learn, we learn our own uh, technique, the methods, how our body and how our brain can come back to the zone if we lose it a little bit because we all do. There is no human being who can be programmed to be perfect, nice, kind, patient all the time. So when we actually slip or when we make a mistake, we have to learn how our body and how our mind and how our emotions come back to the nice state like a setting or like like a wage.
2: Yeah. And uh, I really appreciate your um, your um, recommendations, um, especially uh, I like how you uh, brought up meditation, which I've been meditating for many years and do it on a daily basis. And um, before I interview Gage Tarrant, I just had maybe just a couple minutes for uh, Desi, but... How did you incorporate this into quantum biofeedback, the karma? Let's say someone has a session done and karma is actually revealed. How are you able to implement that into your technology?
3: Well, our technology has a uh, biological component by measuring the body electric and treating the body electric. But there's also a subspace program where we have a prayer wheel. I developed a, you know, the Tibetans uh, found that they could put a prayer into an inanimate object, a wheel, and then they could have the prayers. As they spun the wheel, the prayers would be said. Well, I found that I, what we could do is we could make the hard drive into a prayer wheel. We could put prayers into the hard drive that would be spinning as we're treating the patient, and that these prayers would be to dissipate karma Away from the patient, the patient's family, the therapist, away from the therapist's family, away from the developer, and the developer's family. In other words, we could have a prayer wheel that would be specifically addressing these issues of bad karma and dissipating that karma away. Okay. So and it, into-
2: and you, so you, you put that into your uh, technology. and I uh, So... Um, Before I interview Gage here, I have one more question because there's a lot of experts out there. I'd say quite a few experts out there that state that our beliefs create our reality. And in a way, I somewhat agree, and I'll give you an example. So years ago, I had an eating disorder. I had it for nine years, right? And I finally figured out my reality. I had an eating disorder. It was caused because I had a limiting belief in my unconscious mind, which was I am fat, I didn't realize it was there until I started to do my meditation. So that limiting belief caused my reality of living with an eating disorder every single day for nine years. And Deepak Chopra, and you know Deepak Chopra as well.
3: Okay, but basically, you interpret uh-huh. your reality. Now, somebody, You could have actually chose to say, I'm happy to be fat. And you could have actually said, you know what, I'm not fat. You interpreted your reality. Everybody, Mm -hmm. there's a law. We all interpret our reality. But now you're trying to say that you create the reality. No, that's not true. You interpret your reality. So what you did, you looked at yourself, and one day you became aware that you were something you didn't want and you didn't like. So you now interpreted that, and you wanted to change it, and you did. Okay? Great. But I'm telling you that they they kind of preach the idea that your thoughts create the world around you. No, your thoughts interpret the world around you.
2: Okay, and and that's interesting, Um, and uh, (laughs) Deepak Chopra also, I I believe, has... Uh, stated that, you know, has done speeches on, I think there was one speech and he talked about creating reality, but I uh, like no,
3: no, he's wrong. Uh, listen, everybody at, in Hiroshima, didn't. they all didn't wake up that day and deserve to be bombed. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm. They
3: all didn't wake up that day and create that bomb. Shit happens.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
3: Now, some of these people, but they all interpreted that bomb. As certain people, as they were dying, said this is a good thing. And they went on forward. Other people, as they were dying, they suffered. Because it is true, we do not create the world around us. We interpret the world around us.
2: And then, Desi, this is something that's come to my mind just recently. And I'm starting to actually believe that um, it's somewhat true. I don't know how you feel about it, but I need to interview Gage because
4: I want to get her
2: uh, feedback. But I'm starting to believe that before we're born... We plan our life. Uh,
3: I, I will absolutely agree that we put a, together an expectation. And then as every little event happens, we will interpret. Okay. We
2: don't,
3: create, we don't create the world around us, but we interpret every little thing that happens. And if we can keep our interpretations positive, two people sitting there and one looks up and sees a bird and says, "Oh my God, what a wonderful bird!" And the other person sits up and says, "Oh, look at that bird; he's going to shit on me." You see, both of them had the exact same experience, but one interpreted it as a positive, the one interpreted it as a negative.
2: Okay. So um, what, I, what I'm going to do is we we don't have much time, but I have to interview Gage, and I'm going to interview okay. her now, and then I'm actually going to invite her back on since I didn't give her a lot of time for this interview. Okay. So I'm going to probably have her back on in a. A second time, but I um, just wanted to go over Gage, um, her bio, which you can go to mindnrg.org. Um, she's been trading me in quantum biofeedback. I highly recommend her. She's is um, outstanding. she's is uh, intelligent. Uh, she also, um, well, let me, so basically go to mindnrg.org, and she has been using and teaching biofeedback since early 2002 and uh, I highly recommend going to her website because she has a long bio but uh, she's been doing this work for a really long time Uh, she is a trainer so uh, Gage welcome to my show
0: Absolutely nice to be back, and uh, thanks for having me. And and I'm so glad that Desi was mentioning uh, everything that she did, but also what she was just uh, uh, leading off with, which was about the interpretation, because uh, that has a lot to do with the mind and also spiritual development. So um, I can either take a question or just uh, elaborate and kind of go from there, because that's really kind of what I wanted to talk about.
2: Yeah, I'd like you to just uh, elaborate and just... um any thoughts that you have on karma and uh, quantum biofeedback?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, as Desi was saying, you know, and, and this goes back to your previous question about, you know, how does the mind uh, get involved with your karma? Um, this, this came up, actually, this week in working with a group online in one of our classes from the Institute of Stress Sciences, which is, uh, of course, accredited by Immune Desi School. And, we uh, were discussing this impact because we wanted to talk about how to impart powerful prayers for the people in the Bahamas. And this led to this discussion that is relative to karma. There's, there's, there's something called group karma. Everybody on the Bahamas, as Desi was say, saying, uh, they are their mind isn't creating the world around them. And they are in the midst of this storm. But their spiritual development and their mind is involved in that in terms of the interpretation, is going to be different for every single person. Uh, some people might see, uh, see that event as an opportunity to loot and steal, and other people will see it as an opportunity to lend a helping hand. Some people will experience loss of a family. Is it because they are bad people and deserved that? No. The interpretation dynamic of it is something that can be learned and can be cultivated to be able to see some of these greater lessons because there's not a story of any powerful avatar, spiritual figure in our world's history that wasn't faced at some point with adversity. And it was about how they were able to lend a consciousness to their interpretation that kept them aligned in a way, that is something that we take with us when we leave this physical body, in my belief system at least, and in many spiritual belief systems as well. And Some of what people are experiencing is greater than just this punishment system of good and bad. Uh, I think Desi was given great examples of, you know, uh somebody does something bad, there has to be some form of punishment in order to deter that person. I personally think the punishment-based system is now evolving to where we are learning to love and educate people in a way to where they don't have to see those limited choices of causing harm to somebody else. But there are a lot of people whose minds absolutely can rationalize and justify any kind of ill that they harm other people with and they will rationalize it, justify it, and in their own mind, they haven't done anything wrong, but they're not spiritually evolving. There, there's a, a, lot of, a lot of people com- complain when this uh, subject of karma comes up. How come we see people getting away with doing really bad things, and they seem to fail upwards? They seem to always succeed. They either make more money, or they climb higher on, on the ladder, be it in the business world or the political world. What is up with that? Well, some of that's an illusion. That's open to interpretation too. Because a lot of what they are gaining, if it's material, they're not going to take it with them when they let go of this life and this body and transcend into the next evolution. Uh, they're not going to take those material things with them. They're going to take their level of consciousness. And that is vibrational rather than just a simple mental function. They learn to anchor themselves in a trust and a faith that carries them far. And um, that, of course, sometimes it is about the mind. When people do have beliefs about the world, they will create what's called that, that uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. They will attract and create a world that matches that belief system because that, that's what they've learned and that's what they know. And so ultimately, you know, the discussion on karma becomes how do we open ourselves to better and higher vibrationally elevated types of consciousness that allow us to transcend suffering regardless of any external um, events. And so it gets quite philosophical when you begin discussing these karmic patterns, because there's personal karma, there can even be physical karma, and, and I think Desi might agree too, if we were to ever do a part two of this, uh, some inherited memories may also serve as a type of known pattern that can become karmic if we don't become aware of it and transcend it. And there's fascinating research being done on intergenerational trauma, for example you know, or, or and, multi-generational and so, trauma
2: and, and I, I apologize we're at the end of my show but Gage I'd like you to come back on my show if you're okay with that and we can schedule another time to have you come sure. back on that would sure. be great I mean, and,
0: because this is all related and I think um, this was a nice lead in to that, that other conversation I'd love to come back
2: okay that would be great and um, thank you so much for uh, coming on my show I learned a lot and uh uh, Gage is amazing I just absolutely loved her training she is an expert when it comes to quantum biofeedback and also I just want to thank Desiree and Rita for coming on my show
4: Thank, thank you Thank you for inviting us
2: Thank you and okay. I'm trained by the best Desi, he got my teacher on here
0: <laughs>
4: And Gage I, Gage, I love you and I always, I always enjoy listening to you I learn from well, you Well thank always. you, I always enjoy you too So Thank you, you
2: all both take care. Me. Many, many blessings. Really? All right, this thank is Kristen you, Kristen. Harper, radio show host. Uh huh. My show is tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, and also on Kip and X. And you can send me any questions to Kristen at kristen@kristenharperspeaks.com and also at my website at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do have get healthy ebooks to learn about eating healthy. Uh, it's all about gentle exercise, meditation, natural approach a uh, natural approach to getting your vision back to 2020 naturally and so much more. Wishing all of you a wonderful week. Hi friends, this is Kristen Harper here and I want to give you my thoughts about today's episode and before I do that, if you'd like to learn more about quantum biofeedback and also read Desiree Dubonnet's bio who is the inventor of quantum biofeedback which she has a long bio you can go to i-m-flix.com and that is i-m which is am-flix.com that is Dash flex.com, I am flex.com, but make sure you put the dashes in between. I-am-flex.com. So Desiree Dubonnet believes that our beliefs do not create our reality. I am in disagreement. I actually feel that our beliefs create our reality, and that's how I feel right now in my life. I don't know how things will change in the future, if they'll ever change or not, because we're constantly learning. Life is all about lifetime learning. However, the reason I feel this way is because I, I always read. I'm constantly reading. So I, I've read quite a bit about this, about uh, you know consciousness and reality, um, our beliefs, and also based on my personal journey. Now, I had an eating disorder in my past for nine years, and... I created my reality of this eating disorder because I had a limiting belief in my unconscious mind, which was, I am fat. So that limiting belief caused my eating disorder, created my reality of an eating disorder. Now, I'd like to give you some more examples. If a person has a limiting belief in their unconscious mind, which is, I am not good enough, That will create a reality for that person of being abandoned by other individuals. And that person's reality is not going to change in a positive way until the person lets go of that limiting belief of I'm not good enough in the unconscious mind. Also, I believe in mirrors. So the people in your life... Are reflecting something about you from within so you're attracting these people into your life because of something that you're holding within within yourself now let me give you an let me give you another example here so let's say a person has been emotionally abused for example and they haven't been able to that person hasn't been able to let it go well what can happen is that they can actually attract people into their life that have a similar pattern of abuse and in order to not attract those individuals into their life anymore they have to let go of that emotional trauma that is being held that is being stored in the unconscious mind also Let's say that there is a female and she's had this friend for quite a long time and she, you know, does her meditation on a regular basis. And during a meditation session, it was actually revealed that this friend of hers, this man, is actually her soulmate. Now, she's not happy with it uh, because he has treated her. Terribly has disrespected her, and she's not happy that this man is her soulmate. But it has been revealed to her that yes, this man is her soulmate. So she is this man is reflecting something about her from within, there are mirrors. So instead of her having to break the mirror because she's not happy with this man, the way he's treated her, she needs to change from within. There's something in her, possibly in her unconscious mind, that is attracting that man's behavior. So I do believe these limiting beliefs, um, emotional trauma that's being Stored in the unconscious mind is creating a reality. And even a reality of chaos, for example, if a person's, you know, has emotional trauma that's stored in the unconscious mind. But limiting beliefs, emotional trauma, do you create reality and can be chaotic. The reality can be chaotic, especially if you have these limiting beliefs and emotional trauma. And I just want to mention, even though there was a disagreement, I absolutely love this episode. Desiree is intelligent. I loved uh, learning from Arita and also Gage. It was a very intelligent conversation, and I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I've had many guests on my radio show in the past, and not everyone is going to agree with me. There will be some disagreements from time to time, but that actually makes a really good show. And I do respect Desiree Dubonnet a lot. She's contributed so much to alternative medicine. She is a genius, a mathematical genius. But I absolutely love this episode.